What's up, guys? You're listening to episode number 14. Well, what's up, guys? I'm so excited to chat with you guys today. It is episode 14 already. I can't believe that we are in the midst of April. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I just had my birthday last week. It was an incredible time with friends and just relaxation, getting to do some karaoke and some fun stuff. Like I love to just relax and let loose and have fun. And it was just such a wonderful time with friends. Also, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but literally a million people have April birthdays. So I don't know what was going on nine months before that. I think we've come to terms that it was 4th of July. So do that math and just allow that word picture to haunt your mind. But anyways, that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. But I am quite excited to share with you guys eight points today on what it means to be fit. And all my clients know I am obsessed with the concept of fitness. I have a huge story in the the background of fitness, having dealt with an eating disorder. But today I want to take a little bit different of an angle than my normal kind of perfs model, which is physical, emotional, relational slash mental, um, financial, and spiritual. You guys are like oh my gosh, you're a broken record. I've heard that a million times. Well, guess what? You're not all perfectly implementing it yet because I'm not perfectly (laughs) implementing it yet into my life. So we're going to take a little bit different of an approach today talking about what it means to be fit. Like I said, I have eight points. We're going to get in here and get out of here. So excited. And just, I hope you're having an amazing day on this wonderful Tuesday, whether you're driving in your car or putting your makeup on or listening to this before bed or whatever the heck you're doing. I just so appreciate that you're listening. And I highly encourage you to follow us on social media for some more updates and just more encouraging posts like this. Um, this is where I tell a lot of you guys what's going on first, even before social media and some of the, the cool things that are happening. I'm so excited for 2019. I am writing a devotional right now. This is the first place that I'm telling people and it's got a little bit of a twist. So you'll have to stay tuned as to what is going to make it unique or what I think is going to make it unique. Of course, I think it's going to be the greatest thing in the world, (laughs) but you guys can help encourage me and hold me accountable to uh, get that done this year. It's been something that God's been speaking to me about for a hundred years in my 26 years of life. And so let's dive right in today with what it means to be fit, starting with number one. So as I was thinking about this, there's obviously a, a very famous Bible verse that goes with this, but I think the number one thing that people would most often say, okay, how to be fit is, okay, you got to learn how to say no. And I think that we hear that a lot. You got to learn how to say no, got to learn how to say no. Um, But I was just kind of praying and thinking about this. And there's an amazing Bible verse that says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And as I was pondering this and thinking about what to say, I was like, you know what? Learning how to have the best yes is just as important as learning how to have better no's. Having a good yes and a good no helps with time management. Learning how to just say no, obviously, helps with learning the difference of being lonely and being alone. Learning how to properly recharge when you've just been hanging out, hanging out, hanging out, hanging out, or really finding the balance of, okay, am I addicted to being around people because I don't like to be alone with my thoughts? I don't like to fill myself up. We're going to talk about that a little bit more with number five about filling yourself up. But are you somebody who is just avoiding and not being alone because of a fear mechanism? 
Or are you not being alone because you genuinely are totally an extrovert and just get filled up by people, right? We're going to talk a lot a lot today about a ditch on both sides. And with all of these things, I really want to present these concepts in that way because there is a ditch on both sides of the spectrum if we're too black or too white, um, too yes or too no, kind of. It's, it, and I just really want to encourage you guys today how to find that balance in your life. Um, but learning how to have your yes be yes and your no be no is so powerful because it naturally sets up these boundaries in our lives. And as we talked about on an episode before, I think boundaries is kind of a cuss word in some people's minds because they think what it means is withholding. They think it means FOMO, you know, or taking all the fun out of life. But what I found is that boundaries are some of the most beautiful things in the entire world. We need boundaries for our mind. We need boundaries for our emotions. We need boundaries for our words. We need boundaries for our actions. We need boundaries for our relationships. We need boundaries in our friendships. We need boundaries during the holidays with family members. We need boundaries for when you're an adult and you're paying your bills and you're living your life, you know, with family members that can be really difficult with in-laws. We need uh, boundaries with all people in our lives, with our coworkers, with our bosses. And so I want to encourage you guys, what it means to be fit to me first starts off by learning to let our yes be yes and our no to be no and and being confident in that knowing that when we do that it allows those experiences that we're choosing to be around people and hang out and go to a movie or make those decisions that you say yes to a firm yes and an excited yes and one that you can put your full heart and passion and mind and energy behind and I think that that feels amazing when we get to do that and serve and be whole with our whole heart and just live like all in right I'm a very all-in person I'm a very uh, very black and white person and so sometimes my yes is yes and my no is no a little too often and I actually need to learn um how to find some gray area like in other areas of my life. But in terms of my word goes, uh, letting your yes be yes and your no be no is really, really important. And on, like I said, on the flip side of these things, you guys, we need to learn how to say no. We need to learn how to spend quality time with ourselves. We need to learn how to sit down and read a book or listen to a podcast like you guys are right now. Good job. Or just spend time alone with Jesus or even just have a night alone watching Netflix and turning your phone off and not comparing yourself to everything that's going on on Instagram. Saying no can be one of the most beneficial things in the entire world. And like I said, we will talk about that in number five. So I love how number one pairs with number two. And number two is you don't need to please anyone but God. So I first and foremost want to say this, that there's nothing that you could do to make God love you any more or any less than he does right now. Okay. So what I don't want you to hear from this, and this is again, finding kind of the middle ground rather than the ditch on either side. What I don't want you to hear is that this is an open door and a green light that you just need to start striving and working, 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 working to try and please God. Okay. Because the fact of the matter is, is that you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> There's nothing that you could do to make God not proud of you. He absolutely loves you. He adores you. He sees you as a woman of valor and dignity and character. And, and he's somebody who covers everything that you've ever been through, who covers you in your weaknesses and gives you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness and lifts your burdens and lifts your anxieties and comforts all your fears. And he's the Prince of Peace and he's the Lord over everything, right? So that's who he is. But on the other side of these things, I think we try and please so many other people. And I think that we put so many other people in a position and a seat on the bus in our lives that don't deserve it, that haven't earned it, that are not the people that we should be putting in the captain's chair. Um, And therefore, when we do that, we're constantly disappointed because when those people are disappointed at us or they're hurt 
or they treat us unfairly, or they're abusive emotionally, or they expect too much of you, or they, you know, verbally just condemn you, or they're critical of you, because they're in the wrong seat of importance in your life and we're trying to please them. It takes a huge hit at our identity, specifically with women, because we were created to be a helpmeet for someone. And so I want to encourage you guys that you are not here to please anybody else but God. And, you know, does that mean that you shouldn't do nice things, you know, for the people in your life or be nice to them, you know, or take care of the people around you? Absolutely not. Does it mean that you shouldn't be a great wife or a great girlfriend? Absolutely not, obviously. And you should care about, um, you know, pleasing those people around you. But no one likes a people pleaser, right? And everybody oftentimes is afraid to tell the people in their lives, sometimes the people closest to them, that um, they're allowing somebody a level of importance in their life that they haven't earned and that they don't deserve. So I want to encourage all of you guys to be a woman of character who knows her worth, knows her dignity, and knows the seat on the bus that she should have and chooses the people that should be on the bus with her and chooses who's in the captain's chair. And as she's, you know, riding along in the passenger seat, probably still telling them how to make decisions sometimes (laughs) or turn here, you know? Um, And I just want to encourage you guys with that too. Not pleasing anyone but God doesn't mean that you don't take care of your responsibilities. And it doesn't mean that you don't follow through. It means that you take care of your responsibilities and that you follow through well. And when you pair this with number one, it's a really beautiful symbiotic relationship, in my opinion, because you're learning to let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so when you say yes, you mean it and you can put your whole heart behind it and you're responsible and you follow through and your word means something. And that builds character and that builds just people wanting to be around you, you know, and you're a good hang. And I love that because it just feels good. Um, So let's build that together. Okay. Number three, moving forward, please stop. Stop what, Megan? Stop apologizing for what makes you amazing. So I have this little joke. Just laugh at it wherever you are. Okay. No one's watching. Just, just laugh at it with me. Okay. Cause I think I'm funny. We aren't in Canada, people. So you don't have to say sorry all the time. You're not being impolite. We say ope around here anyways in the Midwest, right? We literally say ope for everything when we run into somebody. I don't know why. I think of like a little gnome like shrugging his shoulders and going ope, ope, like a lumberjack or something. Yeah, no one else thinks that's funny. But anyways, please stop apologizing for what makes you amazing. So this is something that a lot of my feeler personality types, a lot of my Enneagram 2 personality types love to do because I think in society we're taught that self-deprecation for some reason is like attractive and we got to be humble especially as Christians like don't glory in your accomplishments don't lay up your treasures here on earth but in heaven you know which is a total misinterpretation of what that means it basically means like hey just have a healthy relationship with money thank you like you can make you can have an unhealthy relationship with anything in your life, whether it's a small degree or a large degree, everything is a heart issue, which we're going to talk about in number four. But you guys, like you don't need to apologize for who God created you to be. He made you to have that weird birthmark on purpose. God loves your double jointed elbows. God loves your weird freckles. God loves your curls. God loves your teeth. God loves your legs. God loves your arms. God loves the little bit of jiggle that you got here and there. God loves you, you guys. He accepts you for every part of you. He accepts you for how empathetic you are. God accepts you for if you're a challenge like me and you like to be right all the time and you have to buffer against that God's going to help you become the absolute best version of yourself and now here's the other side of the ditch okay so 
as you're learning to love yourself, as you're learning to accept yourself, and as you're learning to see yourself as God sees you, we also have a responsibility to buffer our personality, to understand ourselves, and to make sure that we aren't a bull in a china shop. By the way, is it bull as in B-U-L-L or B-O-W-L? Because you, when you really think about it, both make sense. One of my clients said bull as in the animal, and I was like, oh my gosh, both of these totally make sense. So y'all should totally write in the comments of my Instagram post, stop this right now, and literally go write in my Instagram post because I hardcore want to know what it actually is. Could I Google this? Absolutely. But I'd rather hear y'all's like what you were born and raised with thinking because I've always said bowl as in B-O-W-L, but I could be totally wrong. And uh, wow, I could go on a rabbit trail for hours on that because there are fantastic YouTube videos of also telling you like the 20 things that people in America say incorrectly, <laughs> like little phrases and stuff. So anyways, that's a totally different topic. But we do have a responsibility, you guys to buffer the parts of our personality that we know that we need to work on. And that brings us to number four, okay? Heart check. Heart check. Have you actually checked in with your heart lately? Have you checked in with Holy Spirit? Have you checked in with the the ways that he's encouraging you to be vulnerable? Have you checked in with Holy Spirit in the ways that he's telling you you're being a little bit too self-critical? Have you checked in with Holy Spirit to how he might be telling you that you're being critical of others? And have you asked Holy Spirit what that root might lead to? You know, I have gone through quite a bit of soul searching in this kind of time of transition in my life. And it's been so beautiful because we realized that I had, you know, a couple deep, 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 deeply rooted fears in my life that I had no idea because I'm a really, really strong and confident person naturally. Like you just never know. And it was so funny because when the enemy uses this string of maybe it's anxiety or maybe it's exposure or maybe it's, you know, whatever the heck it is. It's so funny because we as humans will be able to remember almost every single encounter of that type of fear in our lives because the devil's such a liar and he tries to put it so ingrained into our identity that we literally don't know the difference. So that's just a word of freedom for whoever's listening today that you might have a root of bitterness that you just feel like, oh my gosh, everything makes me bitter. Everything makes me depressed. Everything makes me anxious. And you may just need to kind of, you know, go through some deliverance and ask God, to really break um, a soul tie in your life. You may need to just forgive somebody else, forgive your accusers. Or sometimes you guys, you know what I oftentimes see, and I've been through this too, you might just need to forgive yourself. And I know that that's really hard because specifically with like all my girls who are achiever personality types, we, when we're stressed, we just throw ourselves into more work and we just look for our validation and the achievements of our accomplishments. And I'm, I'm one of those people too. So let's commit together to working on letting God renew the yucky parts of all of us and finding at least one friend and one accountability person that we can pray with and that we can be, you know, the girl with the messy bun who's crying and doesn't have it all together. Um, I'm not saying be that every day. Again, here's the ditch on both sides. But let's start that process. And if you need that to, if you need somebody else to reach out to and you're like, I don't know what the qualifications of that friend should look like. I don't know what deliverance prayer is. I don't know what a soul tie is. Please reach out to me. I'm very, very, very passionate about this. And there could be some one or two or three roots in your life um, or through your family that have just been, you know, problems that have gone on for generations that we can absolutely, absolutely, I'd love to help you with. Um, And I'd love to help guide you to people who can set you free, who can help you get free from those things through Jesus. Um, So I'm getting excited about it because I just love seeing people free because I got to raise both hands. I've been bound and I've been free and free is a lot better. 
So moving on to number five, as we kind of talked about with number one, number five is, are you filling up as much as you're pouring out? Ha ha. (laughs) This is like the number one failure of every achiever ever. So just put both hands up and say, we're all failing together. Failing just getting results. Failing does not mean that you're a failure. It literally has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with way to take massive and perfect action. I'm so proud of you. So um, this is a really, really good quote that I'm going to slow down and say a few times. Okay. Are you filling up as much as you're pouring out? Number one, where you do not plan, you do not prosper. Mm, Gonna say that again. Where you do not plan, you do not prosper. How does this relate to filling up? Okay, well, say that you're in school and you're working full time or say you have kids or say you're a single mom or say you are trying to to live life right and you just feel like there are not enough hours in the day or say that you're working your day job in the morning and then you're working on your dreams at night and then you don't have enough time to sleep and then you don't have enough time to work out and then you don't have enough time to do church stuff and community service and blah, 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 blah. And I'm so tired. Have you ever thought that you may not be adequately planning to purposely put those things in your life that will make you prosper. Guarantee you, and I know this for myself because my phone warns me every day, I guarantee you guys that there are things in your life that you spend way too much time on that you don't need to. For example, your phone, right? So I run my entire business through Instagram, so but I still have an allotted time on my phone every day that I tell Instagram to alert me when I've gone over my screen time because I want to manage and to plan my life well, okay? So here are a few examples. You say you wanna have more peace, okay? How often are you running to the Prince of Peace? Where do you have it in your schedule? Are you waking up 30 minutes early? Are you waking up 20 minutes early? Are you putting it in your schedule where you know without a shadow of a doubt like you're showing up to a class or showing up to a job that you are filling up your soul? You want more joy? How often are you hanging out with joyful people? Or are you hanging out with Eeyores? Are you (laughs) going back to number three and going back to number two? Are you trying to please other people who are Eeyores? Are you apologizing for what makes you amazing and so you're lowering yourself and hanging out with scumbags who aren't encouraging to you, who don't know about your dreams, who you can't tell your dreams because they judge you for it, right? Or are you hanging out with really, really exciting, joyful people who are helping you get to those dreams because they have dreams that are also bigger than their fears, okay? Want to look good? Number one thing, go find some physical fitness friends, right? Go make a fit friend. Go say hi to somebody at the gym. You'll be shocked at how many people are on the same level of journey as you are. And you're probably just making up stories in your own head that's keeping you through fear from making potentially a best friend, right? Which brings us on to number six, okay? And this is the more practical part of what it means to be fit. And that's our physical fitness, just like I'm talking about. And I'm just going to be brief, okay? And this is really blunt. You give your body what you think it deserves. But guess what? You also give your mind what you think it deserves. You give your spirit what you think it deserves. And you also speak what you think that you deserve, okay? Humans are some of the biggest self-punishers in the entire world. Mentally, relationally, spiritually, physically, you guys. So what do you think would happen if you chose to see yourself on a higher wavelength of worth? What if I actually saw myself as somebody who was fit, somebody who liked her body, somebody who accepted herself for everything that she was? Guess what? I had to do this six and a half, my goodness, almost seven years ago when I was 40 pounds heavier and had an eating disorder. I did not see myself that well that way. And every single day I had to make a choice and I had to stand in front of a mirror and say, I like myself. 
I have value. I'm a daughter of the king. I like my eyes. I like my freckles. I like my weird gigantic veins that nurses love, so I should love them, right? I'm so glad I have long legs. I'm so glad I have long hair. I'm so glad I have a great family. And I had to speak over myself until I believed it. So again, you give your body what you think it deserves. You give your spirit what you think it deserves. You give your mind what you think it deserves. So let's give our minds, our spirits, and our bodies the things that they deserve so that we can get to those results and become fit in the area that we might have been believing for for a really long time. Okay, number seven, don't compromise. Don't compromise, okay? And I'm gonna give you some strategies on how to do that, okay? Number one, make a list of your dream week. Yes, a whole week, not just a day, okay? What would you do? Number two, who would your dream week be with? Number three, how fast paced would it be? How slow would it be? Now make a dream life set 10 years from now. What would you spend your time doing every day? Who are you with? How much alone time do you have on a regular basis? How consistent or flexible is your schedule? Do you get up at the same time every day, do the same thing, go to a job, come home, watch TV? Or do you want a more flexible life? Do you want to travel? Do you want to stay at home? Who are your friends? What kind of friends do you have? Where do you go? Do you go to church? Do you go to church together? Do you have kids? How much money do you make? You guys, not everyone in your life right now can be there and get to the life of your dreams. You're going to have people that you have to cut off along the way to your successes because they won't be able to handle the conversations that you want to have. They're not reading books. They're not hanging out with positive, like-minded people who say, I believe in you. I'll one-up you. Here's my dream. Here's what I want in the future. Here's the kind of relationship that I want to have. Here's the kind of person that I want to be. Here's what I, here's, you know, the lives that I want to change. Here's how I want to do it. Or you guys, you might need to network a little bit to find those people who you can share your dreams with. And that's perfectly okay. You know, that's why I'm so thankful to be in the community that I'm in, the business community that I'm in, the several business communities that I'm in. And I'm making, you know, more relationships, stronger relationships with businesses here in Omaha every single day. Um, I'm so thankful for the church family that I have, which is an entrepreneurial church full of big dreamers and big leaders, big, you know, people who don't just talk the talk, but they walk the walk. I'm so grateful for the accountability in my life. I'm so grateful for the family that I have. I'm so grateful for the close-knit group of friends that I have that I can share my dreams with that don't just say, well, that's impossible. They say, oh, I know you're going to do it and I'm going to hold you accountable for it. And just a shameless plug, just to be completely honest, if you don't feel like you have that girl gang right now, join our inner circle, you guys. What are you waiting for? You've been listening to my podcast for four months now. It's less than the cost of one coaching session, and I promise you it'll change your life. These girls in our group, every single one of them has grown in the past four months. I'm so incredibly proud of them, and they get personal mentorship from me twice a month. And that has nothing to do with I'm some perfect person or any of that, but I pour my heart and my soul into these girls, and we really are like a family. And if you feel like you're missing that component of companionship in your life, the inner circles for you and all the information's on our website. So with that, let's end with number eight. Okay. So here's my acknowledgement to you guys. I mostly, like I said, wrote this podcast for myself today. And I only hope that it blesses you as much as I needed to hear it for myself. Okay. It feels so good even just to say this out loud because it it's like not just thinking it, but saying it like causes me to do it because we know in the self-coaching model that thoughts lead to emotions, which leads to actions, which lead to results. And so along this process, and you know, you could really fit words in there kind of after emotions and before actions, speaking this out of my mouth even holds me accountable to all this. You guys, I want to remind you that we're all doing this thing called life the best that we can. No one is perfect. 
I'm not perfect. No one has only good days. Everyone gets emotional. Everyone screws up. Everyone gets critical. And literally everyone just wants to be lazy sometimes, right? So let's partner together today, you guys, in grace, which is the DNA of God, which is God's unmerited favor and the ability to just pick yourself up and for God to be like, dude, it's totally okay. Uh, Let's come together in grace to be the light in someone's world every single day. And you guys, I want you to learn, lastly, how to be your own biggest cheerleader too. So can we commit to that? Just to recap, number one, learn to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Number two, you don't need to please anyone but God. Number three, stop apologizing for what makes you amazing. Number four, heart check. Number five, are you filling up as much as you're pouring out? Number six, get your physical fitness right. Number seven, don't compromise. And number eight, I'm walking through this too. I love you guys. And with that, we'll see you next week.